Hey everyone, it's Heath and Jamie from E14 Podcast. A lot of people have been asking us how we got started with our podcast. We wanted to let you in on a little secret. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. And trust me, we don't know a lot about technology. (laughs) It's an app you can download to your phone and computer. And best of all, it's free. You can record and edit right from your phone and computer and Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. It's a one-stop shop. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Fair winds. And following seas. everybody thank you for joining us on the e14 podcast there she is (laughs) hey everybody welcome back to e14 podcast as i shake the the video camera as i settle in here spill a drink though that's important (laughs) of course not i'm a sailor (laughs) i'm jamie Britt. i'm heath Britt. and uh we are so excited to have you back Cheers cheers to episode two We're very excited about today's topic. Before we get started, let's go ahead and do our disclaimer. Um, The views and opinions expressed here on the E14 podcast are those of our own. They do not reflect the United States Navy in any way or our respective commands. So they can relieve it. (laughs) Hopefully, don't make anybody mad. Yeah. Disclaimer is important. Yeah. So uh, I want to show everyone. I don't know if you could see it. Our uh, nice drinking glasses. No, you can't see it. Can't see it it says, says. Uh, Senior Chief Bo Cephas, you want to tell? Oh, Bo Cephas. Well, I'm not getting too much into it, but uh, when I was going through chief season, uh-huh. that, that uh, when I made chief or selected, they gave me a nickname, Bo Cephas. Uh, that's Hank Williams Jr.'s uh, nickname. And I sang a lot of Hank Williams Jr. song that year. And I was, I like to think I was pretty good. I probably wasn't very good. But in my own mind, I was great. Well, at least you're living the legend, you I know, am. carrying yeah. on the legend. <laughs> well, yeah. They don't, they don't, it's not usually more of my first ship didn't use a lot. So. Oh. My first ship when I was a chief. So we didn't go into that the last episode. Let's go ahead and let everyone know that you are a senior chief, yeah. been in for how long? 24 and a half, 24 and some change. Uh, almost 25, 25 years. years this is why we always pre record our episodes. He can't be trusted. <laughs> after after 24 years of naval service and old crusty senior in chief, we have to pre-record our episodes. We do not have a bleep button. No, we should invest in one though. We should. I think it might save us from a lawsuit <laughs> one day. <laughs> so in the event that he says something that uh, is off kilter. Uh, we. But hey, in my defense though, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. We only had to record twice last time. Yeah. Just twice. I, mean, I was counting the first, the first time. Eh. 
second one went a lot smoother. Yeah, I had to tell you what you could and could not say, but you know, he's getting used to it. He's not in the public eye much. He's uh, he's a, he's a salty salt. How many years of sea duty do you have? Thirteen years. Old. Yeah. 13 Something years like that, of salty sailor. Okay. So if you can imagine, there's a lot of beep, beep. I sailed the seven seas, me matey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is uh, how we became E14 is, um, you know, he is the senior chief E8. I am a first class E6. And we added them together to bring you E14 podcast. 14. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're good. We're good. Do math right this time. Use a calculator. Sailor math. <laughs> <laughs> On the calculator. <laughs> so we're really excited about the topic that we have to bring oh, to you topic. today. Awesome. And, you know, of course, we always uh, stem this off of our real life mm -hmm. situations and conversations that we have um, in our home. And then we bring it to you uh, just to maybe help, to give you hope offer some ideas that maybe you hadn't thought of and um definitely you know that's what's great about this is that we're not preaching to you because we're not perfect because no we're preaching this, to ourselves yes so this is us talking basically we're letting you in on a hey self you got you know you know get up dust off and keep going yeah so today we want to talk about avoiding um what is it? Broaching. Avoid how to avoid broaching. We even forgot our title. How to avoid broaching. So, for those non-nautical people like myself, no pin. Well, you know, for those non-nautical people, I'm an Airedale <laughs> air traffic control. Um, what is broached? Can you tell hey, us? Broach is basically uh, go back to the old Navy days sailing, and then even present day with the sailboats, recreational. Basically, when you hit heavy seas, heavy uh, wind, when you're you're not controlling your own heading, basically the the elements are controlling which way your boat goes for you, which is not a good thing because it usually goes where you don't want to go. So you're you're sailing and uh, wind. Your wind, the waves, the wind can lift your boat up, uh -huh. and uh, then the, the rudders out. And no matter how much you stir that turn that ship on the helm, the rudders aren't doing anything. It's the wind and the waves are pushing you in the direction that they want you, they to, want go. you to go. It's not where you want to go. <laughs> so, so there's broach and then there's broaching. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so, pull up the uh, yeah, bro broaching has a little different meaning, but I'm gonna read it and then we'll talk about it. Is when the boat heels to too far to one side or capsizes, the boat falls on its ear, the bow driving into the direction of the wind. The mast tips sideways, forcing the sails to sweep the water surface or submerge. A broach can shred sails and toss crewmen overboard. Okay, so broaching. Basically, and you can Google this. You'll see it itself, but I, I did it myself. But uh, basically, you're moving. The wind pushes your, so you're going like this. The wind might push you on that side. And you're actually either underwater, part of your boat's underwater, or touching the surface of the water. Now, we can see how that'd be dangerous because, you know, Lead to capsizing. Capsizing. Also, just that dragging will knock people overboard, and that's really bad in uh, in heavy seas. It causes a lot of drowning, and then art could destroy a really expensive boat. Yeah. That side. And, and you slow your progress moving forward. Okay, if definitely. well, I mean, if you could even call that moving forward because you're in the wrong direction. Right. You're on the side. Right. And you're going whatever way the wind is taking so you. So going, you might be moving in a forward 
direction, but it's not where you want to go. Right. Because obviously you don't want to go forward that way. No. So No. And you can cause a lot of uh, a wake of destruction in, in, in your path going that direction. Hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So we brought you this topic today, avoiding broaching it, because um, with everything that's going on in the world today, with things that are going on in our life, there was a lot of outside factors that were causing us to go off course. They were causing us to tip over um, and keep us from our goals moving forward in the direction that we wanted to go to. And so without getting into too many details, we actually had gone through a very personal experience this last week. And for three days, I kid you not, I probably I canceled my podcasts, canceled my um, plans with my friends on Saturday night and just kind of I didn't study for my exam. Let's talk about that exam thing. Yeah. I, so so the point that I'm getting to is that I. Because all of this stuff was going around outside, I shut down my growth internally. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? crazy? Something that I could not control. It's actually somebody else's actions that did not affect me. They, their actions, I shut down. I didn't do, I didn't grow from this, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't go see my friends. I didn't get on the Savage Squad podcast because I just couldn't. I just didn't feel like being on camera. I didn't get on my exercise channel, the CFL exercise channel. And I completely shut down. And the Savage Squad had a really great guest on this. I know. And I was so looking forward to talking with him, a motivational uh, speaker. And um, yeah, so it was actually somebody else that caused me to get off of course. So their actions yep. and, and so many times you may do this and you don't even know, you know, yep. I remember as a young air traffic controller, I'll tell a story that I can give details on. Yep. Um, we had the civilian who was a retired air, air traffic controller in flight planning. And I was just a young air traffic, uh, AC three maybe. Um, and I was learning flight planning soup and uh, this is where the pilots go to plan out their flight, you know, make sure they, they plot it all right um, on the map. And he told me, I don't think females should be air traffic controllers. He said, y'all have a lot of emotion in your voice and you don't have a very commanding voice on the air. Yeah. And I remember as a young air traffic controller thinking like, well, <laughs> I just signed up for like five years of this. So you better take me. <laughs> but, but I remember thinking that. And at first, when I first started training in the radar room, I was nervous to speak because of what he said. I was nervous to speak that I didn't have the commanding voice, that they weren't going, to, the pilots weren't going to listen to me, that, you know, I, I had too much emotion or, or maybe they could sense the nervousness over the air. And so I froze. Yeah. I, I remember the first time and, and, you know, the instructor that I was working with, he was like, talk, talk, you know, and I was like, I I don't know. It's <laughs> nothing. Nothing was coming out of my mouth. And I froze based on what this guy told me. He told me that. No, no. It, it, it's so 
how crazy is that? I, I deterred my forward momentum, my goals of getting, um, it was, I think it was final control, getting final control qualified because of what this guy said. And he didn't know me from anybody. He just was expressing whatever it is he thought. And I let him get in my head and I couldn't talk. And, you know, of course I overcame it and, and ended up getting final control and moving on from that. But the, but the point is, is that from that very moment, that very beginning where I could have been moving forward, I didn't, I froze. But I want to, I want to, don't you flip that coin. Okay. Yeah. Final control is what, eight, 10 miles in? 10. Yeah. 10 miles uh -huh. in, so the part, right? Yeah. What did the pilot tell you about your controlling ability on the part? So as I, as I got qualified, as I, you know, started working on my own, um, there was actually a really, really, really bad weather day. And I was at Corpus Christi. Um, it was really bad weather. I don't remember what was coming in. I don't know if it was hurricane season. I, it was a long time ago that I've been in for 15 years now. So you have to forgive me, but it was just like fog, you know, sometimes in, in Corpus, that fog would just come in with no warning. Okay. And so it came in one night and they couldn't see the deck at all. They could, they could not see anything. And, you know, by this time I had run hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of successful approaches. So for me, it was nothing, but for them, my voice, the calmness of my voice, the softness of my voice was soothing because they were nervous. So instead of being a hindrance with your female voice or whatever it is, it actually helped that pilot control his uh, nerves. It actually did. Yeah. Successful landing in bad weather. For yeah. Him. He was a young ensign, right? He was. He was. And then, um, you know, even the the uh, instructor pilot in the back, because, you know, it was a, it's a training. Mm -hmm. um, it's a training base. So you always have your student pilot and then your instructor in the back. They were like, thank you so much because we couldn't see anything. They couldn't see the deck. They couldn't see the, the field. And they said, your calm voice and your, you know, at that point I had confidence, you right. know, but your confidence helped us. And the thing about Corpus, uh, Christy being that close, uh, South Texas, I get some hellacious storms. Yeah. It wasn't a storm. I believe it was just that weird fog that just, Oh, okay. They get all the time. Yeah. It's terrible. You know, it's real humid there. So it it was um it was at that moment that I realized, man, that guy was so wrong. He was so wrong. He was off. He was off. off by but rewind to my first day on final, he got in my head. And okay. how many times, how many times have we let somebody say something and kept us from being great? Or we let somebody else's actions keep us from being great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever had uh, that? Yeah. I mean, so coming first year, my first uh, duty in the Navy was on the ship, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, and it was, when you jump on that ship, uh, it was like, you know, crazy. Like this is broken. This is, you know, it's a big, it's a big carrier. So there's a lot right. of people, a lot of equipment. I remember uh, them fly from 0700, three in the morning, some, crazy like that uh, out to sea and working hard. I mean, mm -hmm. never, not sleeping a whole bunch of that, not because they wouldn't let you, because you took pride and you wanted to see, see a problem through yeah. until it was fixed. So fast forward, uh, did four and a half years on there, and I went to uh, Corpus Christi also. It was pre-Corpus pre, pre, 
pre-Jamie. Yeah. But it was O2. A lot uh, of things in his naval career were pre- <laughs> I think I was at E5 when I graduated high school. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I get to Corpus, and and everybody's like, lackadaisy. Not everybody. Yeah. Uh, some of the people I work, some of the people in my shop were lackadaisy, like there was broken stuff, and they're like, eh, I'm not sure, dude. Hmm. We'll get it. We'll get it. You know what? I think for about two days, I jumped. I fell into that. I just, I just couldn't do it. There's broke stuff. It needs to be fixed. And then we, we ended up getting some, some other leadership in uh, that believed what I believed. Yeah. And I, you know, I, for four, but I ain't lie. For a couple of days, after four and a half years of, uh, of, of all hands on deck, beating yourself up, working eighteen hour days. That, that easy life sounded pretty good. You were just tired. Well, yeah. you know, and the culture or the environment that you walked into. Oh, I was like that. It was like, why fix it? What's the need? In defense to people that worked there with me, a lot of time, a lot of that was right before their time. You know, when they got there, it was a whole culture change. They Well, right before their time, they fell into the old the old culture that yeah. was like, why fix it? Yeah. Why fix it? And then here we are. Well, not, not why fix it, but don't, don't kill yourself. Oh, don't kill yeah, you. Don't, so. don't, don't rush it. You know, and uh, tell you it's sorted, right? Yeah, that island, that island time. And and you know, I couldn't do, I couldn't do it. A couple of days, I just, you know, felt guilty. But you know, when I finally, when I finally started working on it, and really getting knee deep in it, then you know what? That's that's contagious. Hmm. But you know, you yeah. were that. You told me about uh, that poster you saw about the fish. Oh yeah, like you got. I saw this. I think. Uh, I saw it on this show, uh, Fargo. I mean, I think it, uh, Fargo, the movie Fargo. This guy walks in the basement, uh, and it's and honestly, I didn't see it at first. A good buddy of mine pointed it out to me. Uh, it was a whole bunch of poster of these fish going, say they're going left. Oh, okay, there's a poster full of fish going left, and there's one little fish going right, and it says, "Which one is right?" Hmm. Is it is it to go with the crowd or the one guy saying no? I don't like the way the crowd's going. I don't believe in that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the other way. Yeah. And that's that's kind of I guess kind of how it was at first. But then everybody jumped on board. It's like instead of just me working behind whatever was radar, or whatever it was, I look around. It's like three or four or five people working with me. And and but once the job is done and the stuff is fixed, life is easy. It is short. Mm-hmm. You just maintain it. If it breaks, all right, you got one broken instead of five broken. Let's pull it back here. Let's work on it. All right, it's fixed. Roll it back. But you had to change that culture. Yeah, you I, had to be the it, fish. It, it, yeah, well, I don't think it was just me. Uh, it was a lot because you got that time. A good friend of mine, uh, retired uh, senior chief, came in and, and he was a young chief and I was a second class. He came in with that same mentality. I mean, he threw his coveralls on and was working with us, you know. Yeah. That's how important it was for him to do that. And uh, and we got it up. We did it. All of us together, we did it. I, I, I don't think it would change with just me. It took a, it's a group effort to get all that done. And then I'll, one more story. Uh, no, that's about uh, you. And we talked the last time was about limitations, but this kind of put you know set limits on yourself. But this kind of the same way if you're if you're telling yourself, "Ooh, I didn't think about that." That you're not, that you're not good enough, or whatever it is. So I remember uh, being a first class and or second class. You know, you have mm-hmm. dreams of making rank a way of oh, yeah. what you are. You know. I've seen all these great first classes and I can name them off, not going to, but really guys I looked up to and girls that I looked up to, ladies that were awesome. Yes, baby, you're gonna make it <laughs> that. But as a young, younger, younger sailor, younger Navy guy, 
I said, what, why are those guys not making it? What's make, what makes me think that I'm good enough to do it? Like you're saying that they're so great. If they can't do it, if they can't make, if they can't pick up the rank. What makes me think I can? Ooh. You know, actually, and that's been years ago, you know, at least 10, 10 to 15 years ago. I still remember that thinking that thought, what makes me great? But, you know, eventually you got to be like, look, I'm just going to do my best and let the cards fall how they will. Yeah. And to see what happens. And uh, that's what I did. And it, it's, it worked out pretty good. Just putting those away and just like busting your butt, doing the best you can. Uh, work as hard as you can possibly work and hope people notice. Yeah. That's all you can do at the end of the day. You know, it, it's so true because last week we talked about deep sixing your limits and not standing in your own way. But, but this week it seems that all these other outside entities, even like you said, even looking at those people and saying, well, if they can't do it, why can I, which is standing in your own way. But in addition to that, it is also like, you know, comparing yourself to other people. Instead of that guy telling you your voice is too soft or, or whatever, uh -huh. you're telling yourself, my voice is too my soft. My voice is too soft. They'll never yeah, respect me. It doesn't matter where it comes from outside or inside your own head. Um, it can affect you. Yeah. And it, and you know, then we start to lean and we start to drag yep. and we start to get off course. Definitely. And uh, we have really had to do some self reflection, especially me within that last, uh -huh. the last three days. I've had to do some self reflection and figure out how to overcome this. Cause when I say frozen, uh, here I am frozen yet again. Haven't studied for my exam in the last two days, three it's days. You're online now. Huh? You're online in front of the camera. I didn't make it online. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. But but <laughs> but how do you how do you overcome this? Okay. How do you overcome the outside forces messing with your course? And wouldn't you think you wrote some notes down? <laughs> I'll read the first one if that's okay. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Ask yourself. Am I on course? Yes, that's true. Because like we said before, you could be moving forward, but it's not in a direction that you want to go. So the wind could have blown you off. You're you're leaning over and you may be moving forward. To a brick wall maybe, but you're moving like, forward. Well, <laughs> like this podcast. Yeah. I'm moving forward. Is it going to help me make chief? Nope. <laughs> I still got to get on that course. I'm not on course <laughs> yet. I'm not on course yet. And I'm going to tell you right here in front of God and everybody in the nation. I'm not on course yet, but You're I am moving. I'm making course directions. I'm moving forward at least, you know, but, but like you said, you have to ask yourself in, in my own course. And I just had to ask myself that in real time, time now in my own course. No, I'm not. Full disclosure. Full <laughs> real life. So yeah, look, look, ask yourself the hard questions. You know, if you've ever been in charge of anybody, you got to, sometimes you got to ask those ladies, men and ladies, ladies and men that work for you. Um, are you where you want to be? Mm. Are you doing the right things? And the military is a little more intrusive in the civilian life. I'm assuming I've never, I don't know if you can tell me more. It is. It is. But uh, <clears throat> you got to ask those hard questions. It's not, and it's harder to look yourself in the mirror. I hate marriage. Cause I got to look myself in the mirror and that's hard to do sometimes. So ask yourself those hard questions like, uh, like Jamie said. Yeah. And in a lot of times, and I'll add this to that, that first question in my own course, 
a lot of times we lie to ourselves. So be truthful. You'll say, yeah, I'm on course. I'm doing this. I printed out the notes. I'm on course. That's not on course. Okay. On course is getting, getting past all of that lying to yourself and playing around and really getting down to the business, which I promise you I will do. But it is. It is, you know, getting down to the business, not the, oh, I made this. I did this today. Uh, you know, I printed out my bibs. Yeah, no, that that's not on course. <laughs> that's not getting yourself on course. That's like you said, making course corrections. Great. Course corrections are great. They are great. They're but they're still not mm -hmm. picking you up off that lean or off that, um, which is call it heel or cause the, cause the ship to heel or, not, or, or not tip lift, over. You're not, lift, uh, you're not, you're not, re, uh, correcting your, your broachiness incident. Right. <laughs> but remember it is I'm not saying you sit on your uh, laurels all day and not do anything, but it is mm -hmm. a marathon, not a race. That's true. So, so, but don't let life pass you by. Right. All right. If you can, if you can correct a little more, don't, what I'm saying is don't fool yourself into saying, well, I printed out this, these notes for my exam and that's good enough for today because you know, Darn well, it's not. You can do more. You know, whatever you're. Don't wait till the storm's over. No, no. So the next one we're going to do is. is uh, What made me lean? What made me lean? So recognizing what made you. What made you. Uh, what, what caused the broaching? Yeah. It's half the battle. Exactly. It really is half the battle. What was it? that got you to get off course? What was it that got you to lean over and dip into the water? What it, what was it? Because if you don't do this, if you skip this step, which we almost skipped it, but if you skip this step, we'll get later. <laughs> if, if you skip it, it is, if you don't understand what made you lean, right. it could come back right. and make you lean again. You got to understand what caused the, what caused the issue. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that stops you, that got you off direction with what, where you were going. Because how can you combat that? You know, how can you combat that later on if you don't know what it was? Exactly. Exactly. And some of it's obvious, uh, but some of it's not so obvious. Like we, we've talked about like fitness, for right. example, if you got off course because you hurt your knee, well, duh, I hurt my knee that like, duh. But, um, you know, sometimes it's not as obvious. Sometimes it's maybe somebody said something to you and you're like, well, wow, you've been working out for three months. I don't see no gains. <laughs> and you're like, well, what? <laughs> I'm not going to work out anymore. Well, what good does that do? The, I guarantee you won't see no gains if you stop. <laughs> or you, if you if your run time doesn't improve, uh, it doesn't, it's not definitely not going to improve if you stop. I guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get better just sitting on the couch eating potato chips. I promise you. Yeah, we've done it. I've tried. It doesn't work. Real life experience. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Okay, now we can get into... Uh, how How can I correct it? How can you correct it? So now these are the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. You know that you were in a pickle. Right. You know you're off course. You know what it was that made you off course. Now we have to figure out how you can correct it and bring that ship up right and start guiding you towards the direction you, you want to go. Not where everybody else wants you to go. Yeah. And so that's that's the story that you were going to tell. I was going to tell it. Like, like she stopped me, but it, it felt like a good segue. I was wrong. <laughs>
That's why she's in charge. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you tell. You tell her. Okay. I so like I like you. I like all you. All right. Word. So we were in. <laughs> no, we were in church today, and our preacher was talking about Hurricane Katrina and his, um, you know, his dealings with Hurricane Katrina, and so he stayed through the storm. And you know, for those of you that don't know, we're here in Louisiana. We've got um, the New Orleans Harbor right behind us. Um, we're just outside of New Orleans. We're so <laughs> Back to the subject. All right. So he was talking about Hurricane Katrina, you know, and he decided to stay through the storm. Now, during the storm, he had water flowing through his house, a couple of feet of water flowing through his house. And, and he told his wife, as soon as these waters start receding, we're going to work. And that struck me because I thought, you know what? A lot of times we wait for the storm to pass. Whatever storm we're in, we wait for it to pass. And then we start making changes. Mm -hmm. We start making corrections and we start trying to fix the damage that the storm has caused. But he started working through the storm. And so their carpets bubbled up. You wouldn't tell it their, how their oh, carpets yeah. bubbled up. Uh, it was bubbled up like uh, it looked like or floating. It was like 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 a magician was there, like you were watching a magic show because the water <laughs> the water would come in and cause air bubbles. It would just lift up. He said it was the darnest thing he ever seen. He never would imagine carpet would do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just bubbling up, almost like like air pockets like coming was, up under it. It was levitating in the uh, in the air. It was crazy. He said it was it was, it was nuts. Yeah. So anyway, when when water saturates your carpets, of course, it makes it heavy. And so he said as soon as he told his wife, as soon as the water start receding, we're going to work. As soon as it got down to a couple of inches, he started cutting his carpet and making strips so that they can pull that carpet out. I guess he said the strips were about that that wide, but about 12 foot long. Mm -hmm. So that would have weighed about 100 150 pounds, maybe even 200 pounds soaking wet. And so what they did was they used the storm water that was flowing through their house. Just about six to seven inches. Instead yeah. Of two, three they feet. used that to carry the carpet out. He and said his daughter was pulling it yeah, out. Yeah, his seven-year-old daughter was pulling it out. And I thought, man, he, he worked in the storm. He figured out how to make the storm work for him. Yeah. And that's what he challenged us to do is to figure out how to make the storm work for us. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I'm still working on. How, how, am, I, how am I gonna make this storm work for me? I have a couple of ideas, but if you are in a storm, if you are struggling, we're gonna challenge you to figure out how to make the storm work for you. And yeah. I just think that's so amazing. It, right. It's so amazing because if anybody ever told me or if anybody ever said, I've never, I've never waited for the storm to end before I did anything, they're a liar. Because mm -hmm. I've done it. I was like, man, I'm like dealing with this right now. Yeah, I'm just going to hide under hide, the covers. Hide under the covers until this thing's over with and I'll come out. Yeah, we'll, I'll we'll, figure it out later. And when we say storm, obviously we're figuratively speaking, uh, uh -huh. not just Hurricane Katrina, but anything you're going through. Let's just wait for this to pass and we'll attack it. Maybe. Maybe sometimes it's better to attack a loss happening. Well, if he would have waited, let's let's true. go into that. Yeah, if he would have waited for the hurricane to pass and all the waters hit, he would have had soggy carpets and they'd have been heavy. He wouldn't have been able to pick them up. Yeah. He'd have had to have several men 
He'd have to have machinery possibly in his house picking up that. But his seven-year-old daughter was able to take it out with the water. Yeah. And we're definitely not here to tell you how to do your do your, deal with your issues, but it's something to think about. Food yeah, for thought. We're not certified. All we know is that the storms of life, we're battling them. And that struck me because I was like, yeah, how really? are we going to figure out how to make this storm? I tell you, when he told me that, my ears perked up. I was like, wow. Yeah. I never, not that I ever thought of it, but that's a, definitely a real life situation that happened that can, it speaks volumes on a lot of stuff what people's going through today. Mm -hmm. It relates. It does. It does. Even when you're broaching in a ship, even when you're broaching in a ship, you can still use that backstay mm -hmm. to go into the downwind. There's ways to uh, bring your to bring, bring your ship, ship back upright. upright while you're in the storm. So that's I guess that's our challenge. Right. Don't don't wait till the storm's up. Tack it head on. And do good. Do good and pull yourself out of it. And and continue towards your goals. Don't can, don't be happy to go forward in a different direction. Right. You know, and just if you are leaning, if you are feeling like you are about to capsize, there's hope. Because think about it. There's there's some symptoms, I guess, or ways to know if you're falling away from your uh, your goals. Like one of the big one is so something you were doing that you took great enjoyment of mm -hmm. uh, that whatever is working out, whatever it was, whether it could be anything. And now it's a tasking. It's a, it's an annoying tasking. You might want to reevaluate re and do one of these steps. Either ask yourself, am I on course? What made you lean? And how do I get back on, correct mm -hmm. your course, get back on course? Because that's a, that's a telltale sign right there. That's, that's You're right. textbook. Um, yeah. So that's a good way to tell. Like, like I know, like when I take a, took a couple weeks off working out because of work and I try to get back into it. I'm like, I would sit and drink coffee and talk to you, <laughs> hang out with Jamie. And uh, but I got to do it right. Mm -hmm. Give Jamie. We'll talk an hour, and then I'm working out after that hour. Yeah. And that's usually why. That's why we get up so early. But because uh, it was a, it was it was not something I looked forward to doing. But after I did it a few times, it, you got to push through. You got power through it. But after you get through that initial initial stage of being annoyed, it becomes like it was before. Yeah. So not easy, but it's doable. That's a great that telltale. If you did have a goal and all of a sudden it becomes a chore, start asking yourself those questions. But, you know, like we mentioned before, we are not uh, professionals in any way. We just offer our life experience and what we have seen and what we have dealt with and how we are dealing with it. And we hope that it helps you. We're and not, We're not shrinks. <laughs> we're, not, we're not counselors of any sort. We just have a lot of life experiences between like 40 years of Naval service, Naval service, yeah. Almost. So, so, uh, like I said, we we uh, I think we give some some good advice, and and if, if you if you have any advice to That's offer fine. us, please, please, please email us at e one four podcast at gmail .com. No tap, just e one four podcast at gmail .com. Message us, comment. Um, and offer your advice. We'll read it here on our podcast, you know, and talk about it or offer your story, offer whatever it is you're going through so that we can all just get stronger and, and learn from each other. We're all growing together here. So, uh, it takes, it takes a little bit of everybody to get 
to the group. So definitely, if you have any ideas, please, please hit us up. And if you have a story you'd like us to share, please let us know. Yeah. And as always, we thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate and hope you have a great week.